What's up, people? It's uh, JB, your co-host. I uh, appreciate you hitting play, checking in. Apologize because, you know, we haven't put out a podcast in a couple of weeks. And, and the reason why is it just, honestly, it didn't feel right with everything going on in the world to just act as if it was business as usual and put out a podcast. We recorded one, but we didn't put it out, you know, and I think it's just important to take a stance and let people know Reggae 360 and For the Vibes will always support unity, love, equality, and we will stand by anyone who fights for these things. That said, we recorded an amazing conversation with the band of Good Nature. They just dropped an album. Okay? And we caught up for a conversation with Cam and David, and it was epic. And we just felt like we would not be doing of good nature a service. We would not be doing you a service. We would be doing a disservice to everybody if we didn't put this conversation out. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and run it. We want you to hear Cam from Of Good Nature and David. Those guys are awesome. And, um, you know, just look out for some future episodes where maybe we talk about some more relevant modern day content but in the meantime spread love not hate and uh we just love you all thank you That simply put, more like why I live half in time goes up and down. Not a thing around, stepped away, away, away. Yo, 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 it's your boy JB with Reggae 360. This is our podcast for the vibes episode number 23. It's a Michael Jordan episode. It's fitting if you think about the Carolina Tar Heels baby blue jerseys, but we'll get into that. I'm sitting here chilling with my boy Evan. Evan, what's up, dude? How you doing tonight? JB, I am doing fantastic tonight. How are you? That's a good word, man. Fantastic is a good word. I'm also... Doing fantastic, and I'll tell you why, Evan, because we are blessed with the presence of two of the most down-to-earth, musically gifted, extremely talented individuals in the scene. You've seen them crushing shows all over, playing with some of the largest acts in the reggae rock world. You know the band, you know the sound, you know the signature trombone, the insane drums, the filthy bass, the powerful lyrics, one of the best things coming out of North Carolina of good nature's own. Cam Brown and Dave Hamilton Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, what up, boy? What up? Thank yeah. you for the wonderful intro. Yeah, thank yeah, you. man. Much appreciated. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I'm stoked to be talking to you guys, man. This is a yeah. a very I- interesting time for your band. You guys, uh, you guys just did something big last Friday. Uh, I-, I believe you dropped an album. Is that yeah, right? man? It's out there. It is out. Yes. Yeah, thank God. It's, it's 
going. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on it, man. I, I've been I've been jamming it, and you know I gotta say from start to finish, man, it is just flawless, dude. I I, I love this new album, and um, yeah, man. I'm curious, like, how, how did Friday go for you guys? Did you celebrate? Did you like? you know, have a party for the, for this release? Or was it kind of low key? I think you said just now you were glad to kind of get it out there and finally uh, get it to the people. But I'm curious, how did that, uh, how did that release go for you guys? Different. It was, I was actually working at Amazon while it dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I respect that. Yeah. And I was just on my phone when I wasn't supposed to be like, yo, I won't drop it. You know, everybody go get it. <laughs> it was different, but I, I loved it, man. It's got so much love and made me, you know, work better. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a little different being split apart. You know, we were supposed to be on the road with this album coming out with the expendables yeah. and bumping and article and everybody, but you know, we're all split up here. So it wasn't like, you know, we didn't have our release party or anything like that. Like we may have kind of foresaw it, but we actually just got together and uh, like literally just got done doing a live stream uh, just like an hour ago. Yeah, so we, that was kind of a thing. We have a couple other live streams coming up. So yeah, yeah. different ways to celebrate. We're definitely yeah, celebrating sure. next Tuesday. We're going live oh, yeah. at eight. Yeah. So it'll be nice. There you go, man. Yeah, actually, uh, I jumped in on the stream. You guys are doing like a live. Q and A. I gotta say, man, you, you guys have some awesome fans, man. The fan interaction with, with you guys and and the people that really love your music is just uh, it's just a very organic, real thing. That's uh, that was pretty cool to see. That's I appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, yeah that's man, a great yeah. thing, dude. Yeah, it helps oh, us. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, I, I'm curious. Did so? This is an interesting time uh, for for this album to come out. Was it? Was the timing of it impacted at all by everything that was going on, um, you know, with, with lockdown and, and the quarantine and everything? Like, did you guys, was this date already set, like, previously? Or, like, did having that extra time maybe even help speed up the release of this album? Or, like, how was it, how, I guess, how was it impacted by everything going on? Yeah. So, we did have it all together. We had everything recorded. We had most of the artwork. We needed one piece of single artwork still. Um, but we had the artwork concepts all together. We had everything done. We had the tour booked. So we knew it was going to be uh, May. We had all the singles already uploaded and stuff. We actually ended up sliding back the release date a week uh, to May 22nd just because we had the freedom to and we, we thought we could use just an extra week, which is nice when you're self-releasing. You can do things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean... It, it's, it was a little different than being on tour, but it was still still, still a good thing, man. Yeah, as well. For sure. It. Yeah, for sure. Now, you, so you mentioned that you self-released it. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know that, man, to be honest. I, I probably should have uh, done my research. Is the, it, Have all the projects you guys put out been self-released, or is this is this like new waters for you? Or I, I don't um, know, maybe... Yeah, we've our timeless, the last album was with Ineffable Music, which is amazing. We were yes. one of the first fans yes. to be on ineffable records on their uh, record label and that went great we had a lot of awesome connections you know be the day still spins on sirius xm and some cool yeah. things but we felt like this one we could uh just push ourselves and we just want to see what we could do with it on our own that's awesome man so do you guys as a band like have your own 
kind of strategy in terms of, you know, marketing like I, and like getting on playlists and stuff like that. Like I know Inevitable brings a ton of that to the table. Um, and you guys were obviously so successful with previous releases and you have such a massive kind of fan uh, audience. Like do you, do you then kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out kind of how to do all that stuff internally? I feel like nowadays it's easier to do some of these things on their own, to be honest. Um, but was this like a, like a focused effort to be like, all right, we're going to do this independent and you got a whole kind of plan behind it or um, how does it like back and stuff though? Yeah. I mean, it was not, we knew we just, we were having, we had that songs coming together. We knew we were releasing an album. Um, you know, we had a few different people listening to it and we just, uh, we just started moving forward on our own and felt like it was the right thing to do. That's and awesome. you're right. Like in this world, you can, you were able to do that since we already have a little bit of a following going on and, and we can, manage our own you know campaign and get all the artwork together and do the uploads yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah we're, we we could do it on our own so we just said let's you know let's do it yeah i respect that tremendously uh that's awesome man i'm i'm curious uh just I, I, so you talked about artwork a little bit i love the cover uh artwork for this album i love the name of the album too everything yeah. turns gold i'm i'm curious can you can you speak on maybe like that concept or, or how you came up with that name and maybe what that means to you guys? What does it mean to you, Dave? Man, everything does turn gold. You know, life is, is a golden opportunity and you only get one. So everything can turn gold after that. <laughs> sweet, sweet words from the smooth. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's, you know, that's the name of a song on the album called Everything Turns Gold. And that song, mm is kind of almost more of like a you know like kind of a fun like relationship kind of song almost it's not necessarily like this you know meaning of life but i feel like mm. the album in itself is that so we kind of wanted to use that title to title the whole album just to kind of represent that you know our music leads to try to uplift and be a positive progressive thing and yeah so we just thought maybe that song title <laughs> you know that song specifically isn't that exact meaning but we felt like you know that meaning that phrase everything turns gold just has a lot of power behind it and and something good to just have out there in the world yeah man no it definitely fits uh for the vibe of your music and and uh that that is an awesome song too but i see how it kind of um fits in both man so uh that's that's awesome um i'm curious from from the perspective of you guys how did this album kind of like differ from your previous work like I, I don't know if you saw maybe like uh the sound evolve or if you guys tried anything new or maybe there were different steps taken and obviously you're doing it independent that's one but i'm just kind of curious how this album is different than maybe what fans know uh from you guys in the past or maybe it's not yeah i mean there's a lot of difference on this album one we all just come to we come together collectively you know and it's hard for us to write the same type of song like we can't just play a reggae song we got to play rock you know we can't just play rock we got to play funk you know so we we like to just do a variety of different styles on the you know on the album just keep trying new things on this album particularly you know like on um you were just here i added pots and pans and i never did that on the past album or any album in my life literally pots and pans 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would just hear that um, boom, that you hear throughout the song. That's pots and pans. Yeah. No way. No way. Yeah. Well, I I used to play on pots and pans when I was younger, and I just that song was just like a jazzy song. I was like, dude, you know, I need some pots and pans. This could sound great. (laughs) (laughs) We just tried it and we went. I love that. Appreciate it. Ted's yeah. sheet pan was perfectly in E minor yeah. too. Appreciate it, Ted and Bree. Thank you for letting me use your your cooking gear. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you tune pots and pans? You know, you got to buy the right, yeah, right. set, cook with it the, the right, right amount, the right sound. Yeah, just the just the right sound. You got to have your your skillet. You got to have you know a deep pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah, um, man. But hey, you mentioned you mentioned Ted, and and I actually doing my research. I noticed you guys worked with a couple different people on this album. So obviously, uh, Ted from Pacifier, Danny Cobb, I think has some yeah. affiliations with Beck and Ben Harper, and then Sergio Rios was involved at at yeah. Killian Sound Studio. And I'm just kind of curious how how those individuals maybe impacted this project. I don't know. Obviously, Ted Latinos is kitchen wear, so that was a big one. But I'm just curious yeah. if you could talk about maybe how those people uh, played a role in uh, in the project. They played a, a big role, man, because they got a different perspective than we have. You know, we're we're playing the music, and to us, certain things might sound great or sound the worst, and to others, it might sound the best, you know, or sound terrible. So having, you know, different producers or the same producer who's doing different songs, you know, that fits their liking and our liking, it helps us out to to finish the product, you know, come up with something that we would have never thought of or, you know, something that just advances our sound. So I think, you know, having different ears is always, you know, the best. So yeah. That's the way to go for sure. Yeah. And we are, like you said, we got three different producers on this one, which was new for us we were actually kind of like it wasn't all planned like the sergio rios thing wasn't necessarily even planned to be on this album it just turned out that the mm-hmm. that recording we we're like this could actually fit in with these songs it kind of fits that we did lovely day with sergio rios at uh, killian sound in hollywood uh last september 2019 yeah, I think yeah crazy rest in peace bill withers yeah, yeah man and yes. so we, we did a few cover songs lovely day by bill withers was our favorite and uh, we were like, man, we should like throw this on the album. Like it fits the whole everything turns gold vibe, you know, musically and just kind of like lyrically and spiritually or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were like, Danny, with you about mixing it. And he was like, yeah, I can, I can fit it in. And then we had Ted songs and Ted even mixed those himself and they still like fit in the album, like, mm-hmm. we, like weirdly well. It's like a, they all just came together. Yeah, yeah in sync between all three of the producers and all of us so yeah. stoked on it just curious yeah. i mean where you had a lot of different pre- producers did you have one person master the whole thing to give the whole album kind of a cohesive feel or did you just sort of love the way it all sounded the way it was and let it be that is true danny actually mastered the whole album yep. as well so he mixed most of it and then also mastered just everything and so he you're right he kind of like took his his songs that he mixed and Ted's two songs on the end of the album, he was able to like 
you know mastering is essentially like mixing the whole album as like a whole and being like one cohesive thing like you're saying so yeah yeah danny call was mastering engineer and did a great job he's the master yeah he's a, he's a man. <laughs> thank you danny i tell you what i'm so glad that you guys put lovely day on this album because that is an absolute banger <laughs> when i heard that I, that, that thing just put me in a good mood man that might have to be my alarm clock you know? <laughs> like i love that song man it was dave's yes. idea to do the three four beat or what do we in yeah, the verse yeah drop the beat out yeah we dropped the beat out man because yeah, it still fit you know yeah it was perfect yeah, it was nice it was nice. I, and it's crazy, you know, Bill Withers died, you know, after releasing, you know, like, or before releasing, but we already we had it recorded. Oh, no. It was like, dang, man, you know, so definitely rest in peace to Bill Withers, and that was a great yeah. song. Yeah, but, absolutely. Rest in peace to Bill Withers. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, man. Um, I, I got a question for you. You mentioned earlier, like, playing, you know, not just reggae, but, but rock and uh some some other genres i know you probably got you guys probably get this question a lot but like your your sound is is very open to a fusion of, of many different sounds obviously like i can hear the reggae influence um not necessarily on every song and, and i know that you guys have charted you know number one on itunes uh you know the reggae charts you guys have played shows with some of the largest reggae rock acts in the scene and you guys have just you know such a rich sound and i'm i'm curious man like from your perspective how um you know you guys kind of fitting into the reggae rock genre under the umbrella but also having a sound that's like can go in many different places like how did that kind of come to be or maybe from your perspective is that is it a good thing that like you found this like massive like uh love and following in the reggae rock genre or do you yeah, sometimes yeah. feel like like maybe it's pulling you guys in direction or you want to go beyond that? I'm just kind of curious, like, from your perspective, how you guys see that. Yeah, I mean, that's a great, you know, a great question. I think that's something we've had to kind of figure out along the way. And, and you know, I think, you know, the radio world, you know, back in the 90s or whatever, before, like, this whole streaming thing, genres, genres were, I think, very specific and very important and more important for for charting and things. And I think this whole streaming world just has like fused all this crazy music together. And that's kind of like what I grew up listening to. I grew up with, you know, or, you know, my early age was radio and stuff, but you know, as a teenager, I had an iPod and I was listening to like the Grateful Dead and Tupac and, you know, Bob Marley all at the same time. And I think, you know, that's just coming out in our songwriting more and more of just how like of a melting pot this, the music world is. And I think it's just a great thing that, you know, you know, traditional roots reggae is, I think, a different thing than obviously we're playing in a lot of bands in the reggae, you know, this new modern American reggae scene. But I think it just kind of captures this, you know, vibe of being, you know, positive and wanting good to happen in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that's just getting kind of pulled into this reggae umbrella, which yeah. I think I don't think is a bad thing. I think it could be mistaken as you know, if someone's looking for some serious roots reggae music, I would never want them, you know, to yeah, we're not for sure. our song to be put in front of them. But we've been I, in those situations for sure. Right. <laughs> so we don't want that. But we also, you know, we're very thankful and fortunate that we can play along alongside of these a lot of these bands. So we've played with some legendary bands, like it's yeah, crazy from roots to 
rock. It's, yeah. it's been it's been nice, you know. Definitely categories for us do matter, you know. Like we're not heavy metal. So we wouldn't expect <laughs> to be on the heavy metal stage and we're not roots. And we played in front of roots audiences and it's been weird for us. But you know, will we do it again? Probably not, but it probably would happen again. It was weird on the stage. We, so we opened up for Bears Hammond one time. That was just a very roots crowd, which was great. Yeah. But he did not. He didn't show up until midnight. So we ended up playing. We were supposed to do a thirty-minute set, and we ended up doing two and a half hours yeah. opening for Bears Hammond. So these people were like, "Yo, where is Bears Hammond? Like, yeah. we paid sixty dollars for this ticket, yeah. and we don't want to see these dudes playing." Like, I was getting upset. <laughs> So we were like, that was the situation with that. Hours of material just to practice. Dude, we were having like covers. Yeah, we were like, because that was David. I mean, we were probably together for we. we, That was a few years ago, so we didn't have as much material as we have right now. So it wasn't easy to get through two and a half hours. Yeah, mind you, in front of eight hundred people in a theater on on a big ass stage too. It's it's crazy. (laughs) But uh, we ended up getting off, and you know, we met a lot of awesome people, and you know, it turned out everyone actually, a lot of people did enjoy the music. They just wanted to see bears, but it was like it was uncomfortable. I know, right? <laughs> we definitely got a lot of good comments, though. But it was super uncomfortable. I was like, dude, never. Again. Yo, the most reason <laughs> I was so uncomfortable because I left my pants because it was just a Raleigh gig. So we, I was wearing shorts and sound check, and then we get there, and I'm like, shit, I'm in my pants, dude. I'm not wearing shorts. <laughs> So I had to wear John Reed's pants, and uh, I'm about five inches taller than him. <laughs> I, well, I was wearing like capris, playing this two and a half hour set <laughs> with covers mixed in in front of Bears Hammonds and Harmony Singer. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. It was hilarious. Oh my Man. god. Well, it, I mean, you know, maybe there's something to that. Maybe you know, getting out of your comfort zone. That's on that's exactly what that was. Exactly. Yeah, I, I bet you probably yeah. made some fans that night too. Oh, well, we man. did, and that showed us yeah. we could play on any stage, you know. Oh, yeah. Still not, and still feel great afterwards. Yeah. Know? We that didn't feel terrible, but we, you know, we we still felt okay. Like we we knew we played our parts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys played at One Love, right? I mean, you know, uh, that's talking about a, a music festival. Uh, yeah, dude, that was insane. Yeah, it was different completely different that was yeah. i mean that was the most stacked bill you could imagine you know? yeah like there was so many headliners there it was it was, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. really insane dude and playing at the same time too you know so it's it crazy a lot going on i mean that's that's a big time festival dude we were stoked to be able to do that yeah met a lot of cool people and got to hang with some friends so it was a good time yeah no, that's uh, that's that's awesome, man. I, I've actually seen you guys a few times. Um, I, one of the last ones I remember, actually, Evan and I both went to this show. It was uh, Stick Figure in Massachusetts. Oh, at, yeah, you know, no. It was the brewery. Yeah. Oh, was, man. Dude, that what a nice. magical day. Dude. <laughs> that, it was raining. It was all day. It was raining yes. and no one even noticed. That's how like, yeah. magical it was. Well, it stopped raining during our set. And then it started yeah, just like just like just yeah yeah yeah. They did it right, man. They were busting people there too. Like they had like a whole shuttle thing going on and drink right. tickets, man. I was just crushing beers. I was <laughs> such a great show, man. Uh, <laughs> what you said, bro, was dope, man. Did you have any of the cocoa IPA? I did. I crushed a few of those. For some reason, I got like it's not my normal thing, but I got on like a blueberry beer kick because I just 
I tried one and I was like, oh, this is good. Um, so I, I did try the cocoa beer, but then I crushed like probably like 13 <laughs> blueberry <laughs> beers, which is never good. Um, yeah. But yeah. That was I mean, a fun I, day, man. I mean, that was, it was. I think it was yeah. 5,000 people sold out. It was insane. Yeah, Absolutely. With only with only three bands too. Like it's yeah. That could have been like a ten band bill, but it was, you know, just OGN, Fortunate Youth, and Stick. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was just an insane lineup, man. I was so happy to be able to uh, you know be there, and I thought you guys killed it. And I'm curious, man, talking about some of these festivals. Um, obviously, everybody's going through it right now. Nobody's playing live music. Although I think things are kind of starting to open up i've seen you know some bands in texas playing on like for you know limited capacity that type of thing and i'm just curious like are you guys um looking at the rest of 2020 kind of like wait and see what happens how things play out or you know you maybe is there a chance you guys play some shows this year or i don't know can maybe where are you guys heads at in terms of getting out there and playing some of those songs on this album yeah yeah so pretty much we had our, our our schedule filled up and everything's just slid back. You know, first it slid back to like June mm-hmm. and now it's slid back to like September, October. This is all like the expendables stuff and like some other stuff we were working on. Um, so, I mean, you know, those types of shows, those big theaters and stuff, I don't think that's happening. Definitely not before the fall. You know, it's possible mm-hmm. that I could even slide back anymore. So we are kind of playing a little waiting game, you know, to seeing what's going on. But, there is some kind of like different opportunities popping up. We're kind of creating our own opportunities here locally and regionally with uh, like, you know, doing a live show, but bringing in a live stream situation and, you know, keeping the crowd down to more of like a, a VIP situation is something we've been working on. And also we're, uh, it's not announced yet, but we're working on like a drive-in thing. Uh, there's like a Ooh. festival with a drive, you know, drive-in cars, like, 50 cars going to pull in and it's going to be full on festival stage and, and stuff like that. So, okay. There's ways around it, but yeah, you know, we're used to being on the road for months at a time. So it's definitely been like a, a big pause button and just kind of like, Whoa, definitely not the, you know, not it. Sometimes it's it's great to have reset, but I'm ready to get back in the swing. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's not a, it's not a, you know, a fallback. It's just a little reset we all going through right now. Things get better. Shows start happening again. You know, the Ebola came around. Everybody forgot about it. <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing almost with the coronavirus. You know, everybody starts to forget everything when they have a good time. So that's true. Yeah, life will move on eventually. It's just a, the matter of when. It might be next year. We'll see for sure. So yeah. we're just trying to focus on like what we can do as right. individuals and as a band. Mm-hmm. Like now, if we're taking off the road, like all right, let's like let's focus on ourselves. Like let's stack a little cash if we can while we're sitting around town. Let's you know keep writing music. We've you know the guys have been coming over to my place. We got a little studio situation and we've been tracking demos. You know even before this everything turns gold came out, we've we've had we got like four or five songs already demoed and. 10 more ideas to go after that so we're already coming into the next album and you know just trying to stay stay busy man stay productive and mm-hmm. yeah thankfully our fans have been awesome and like our merch yeah. store has not let up thank you fans. and uh you know the, the donation buttons on spotify and just through the live streams and stuff is, is crucial so 
I mean, everything, you know, it's not easy right now, but we're just trying to make the best of it. I think that's the only way we can, you know, as a band, as a business, and also as people, I think that's the only way we can look at this. Absolutely, man. That's the, you, you guys definitely seem like you got the right mindset and, uh, and a positive, optimistic mindset too. So I, I appreciate that. And I definitely respect that. And, and yeah, anyone that's listening, definitely check out uh, the merch store because you guys have some fire merch. And actually, it, that, that leads me to a question. Um, some of the shirts you have on that store feature a giraffe. And I, and I, when I checked into your fan Q and A live stream before we started talking, I think somebody asked you guys a question about like, if, if you could be any animal, what would you be? And I, and I think uh, David May had an interesting uh, answer. <laughs> yeah. You said a, a, an ostrich, which um, <laughs> you know, I, I, guard, I, I respect that answer. But you, you brought up uh, the giraffe, and and is there something more behind that? Forgive me for not knowing as a as a fan of your band, but it seems like it represents something bigger. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. First of all, let's write down, we need an ostrich on our next shirt. <laughs> yeah, yes. we I'm down with the ostrich shirt. <laughs> yeah, but the, the giraffe is, a, I mean, really before even Of Good Nature was named Of Good Nature. So it was first formed by me and uh, a dude named Joey Bashan here in Charlotte, um, Of Good Nature, and Chris Andrews as well. But first, me and Joey were just going around I don't even know if we had a band name yet. And we were just playing like, you know, whether it was a private party or bar gigs or, or sometimes we got to play legitimate shows. We were just getting everything we can, just being kids. And uh, we had a like this four foot tall, like giraffe, like kind of like, I don't even know what I was made of, like kind of like wood, but like it had like a soft thing on the outside. Like, probably, like, somewhat of a nice thing. Like, it was probably, like, from his mom's house or something. And we, like, we would just bring it around. He's like, dude, it'd be so cool. Like, let's bring it to the show. I was like, all right, cool. And then we hung our tip bucket off the giraffe's neck. And then, like, we just play acoustic and djembe, like, with the giraffe in the middle. And people would come up and throw, like, you know, hopefully 20s in there. <laughs> so we called him Jaffy. And, like, it literally just, we had him for years. And, like... You know, we even like through the member changes kept that one. And then at one point someone stole, I think this bartender stole it at this brewery we were playing at. And we, I think we like tracked it down somehow, but I think she brought it or no, someone bought us another one, another tall one. And then that one's neck broke. And we literally had like, it's taped around its neck. Like it had like a, <laughs> like a broken neck, like a neck brace around. But yeah, and then we just, we just kept with it. There's, there's still a giraffe on our merch table today. I think that one is from Katie Shelby. The ear broke. Yeah, yeah, the ear's broken on it. <laughs> so not all these giraffes are completely safe. I'm sorry, but we we take as, as much care as we can. But we kind of just adopted it. We thought it was a cool thing, and fans think it's cool. And it's just there's literally always been a giraffe at our nature show for like giraffes. 10 years. Rain does giraffes. We would take them. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Well, it sounds like uh, these giraffes have, have, have been through some things, but they keep on moving, which is a positive message, and that kind of ties into what you guys represent, and, and I, I dig it, man. So if any fans see this giraffe, man, you better you better buy some merch or you know, do something. So uh, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I'm listen, gonna, yeah. got to hop off here. Just, you want to say peace? Yeah, peace. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm hey. Yeah, David, thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate uh, your uh, time. It was great connecting with you. Yeah, uh, hey, thank you, man. Look forward to next time. Love you, Love you bro. Okay. Yep. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, that was that was. Uh, so I knew I knew Dave had a time limit, man. And I'm just that was such a great conversation. I got caught up in it, so I'm glad he was able to join. But yeah, uh, I appreciate hey, hanging out with us, man, for sure. Hundred percent, dude. Appreciate you guys for always not only us but all the bands in the scene, and you know you're always are pushing. I mean, anything that bands are sharing, you're you're sharing as well, and being a part of it. So I thank you guys for being that Absolutely. nice hub. I, you guys are based in the in Northeast, but are you guys you got some stuff in Florida now too? Well, we we got some people all over the country, man. That's so awesome, uh, yeah, we got we got a few people down in in, in Florida. Uh, Dave Dave Shaw actually helps out uh, with some playlists and and helps out with the podcast. We got. Um, you know, a, a bunch of people kind of all over the place, man. We're growing, the team's right, growing, right. but yeah, we're, uh, so Mark and I, um, you know, we, we, uh, we run Reggae 360. We're up here in Boston, but, but yeah, I mean, we got, we got people out in Arizona. We got people in California, man. The team's growing. Anyone that's trying to contribute to helping getting this good music out there and supporting artists like yourself, man, we, we try to work with, uh, you know, people that are doing a lot in the scene because it's a, you know, it's a beautiful thing when, uh, you know, um, it all comes together. So, so yeah, man, yeah. absolutely. For sure. Hey, I, I got a question for you. Um, you know, this, this kind of on the topic of content and what you guys are doing for the rest of 2020. Um, can we expect any new videos, man? Any new visuals coming out? I know you guys got a lot of love for some of the videos you've done in the past. So I'm wondering if that's maybe something that you guys are talking about for some of these new songs. It is a thing, and it's something we, we're we trying to pull the trigger on as soon as possible. We do have concepts for a few of the new singles that we we started to shoot some stuff with, but uh, we, we wanted to make sure it was done completely right. So, And then the quarantine thing happened, and it kind of got weird about shooting, but um, you, you can expect the usual visuals coming from Jake Rothwell, and we might even get one from Chris Sheridan, who did some of our original music videos too so expect them man we got them coming we love to like that's the cool thing about being in a band is like we can sit around and be like what do we want this music video to be and we all kind of like sit down and just like as as friends just come up with little concepts and like what these lyrics mean or what this part means and it's the coolest thing dude absolutely well you, you've uh you've given us and the listeners some things to be looking forward to you know, I think number one is, um, you know, people just got time. You know, we just need time to enjoy this album now. You know, this thing came out on Friday, dude. It's so, <laughs> so new, man. I'm just, I'm jamming it every day, man. I'm telling you, this is, uh, uh, it's, it's a great album. And, and hey, I know um, it wasn't too long ago, man, you guys were in the album of the year contest. Um, yeah. I, if I remember, man, you had a tough matchup with Joe Sambo and just, just, Barely edged it yeah, out, I did man. not think we were going to make it through, and we, we did. Joe's our boy, too. So yeah, he's the man, for sure. A little friendly competition is always nice. And thank you guys for spreading that around. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, we, we love doing it. And, you know, the truth is it's an interesting concept because, you know, music is not really a, a competitive thing, right? It's I mean, I guess maybe it could be, but, you know, it's more – it's art, right? It's meant to be enjoyed. So I think the, the thought process behind that, uh, album of the year contest is like, you know, let's let's give the fans an opportunity to to get involved and you know talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, and you know I know some artists maybe 
you know, feel, feel differently, but I'm just kind of curious from your perspective for, for something like that. I, like, does that feedback get back to you? Like, do you guys kind of keep track of that? Like, check in and we're getting 60 and see, like, oh, how, how are we doing? You know, like, it, it, you know, is that something that you guys enjoy or see the benefit in? I'm just kind of curious what you think. Yeah, I think anytime we're hearing feedback, we're very receptive. Uh, and I think I had to learn that, you know, as you, as you grow older, you know, sometimes it's hard hearing things. But I think we've, you know, especially the albums now, it, it, people are pretty nice to us on social media. So the feedback's all, for the most part, positive. So it's easy to handle. <laughs> that was, at least with our, you know, the Reggae 360 fans and all of our fans going to that stuff, it was all, it was cool. It was cool to look through and see everybody's, you know, some favorite songs they liked and different, you know, little things about the album. But luckily, it's all, for the most part, positive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Well, positive and negative critiques. Yeah. So if you got any critiques, I would love to hear them. We can talk later, but anytime, I'm down. Honestly, after listening to this album, man, I, I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, give me some time. Maybe I'll think of something. Yeah. I mean, dude, this, this album is 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 fire from, from Lovely Day to, you know, playing Pots and Pans to having Ted from Pacifier involved. Like, it's just like there's so much in this album. Uh, you can hear his again, voice so. on there too. On it's our time, he does like the background, which is cool. Oh, no, shit. I love it. Awesome. Like it's dope to have Ted Ted on the album, man. Absolutely, man. That's that's epic. Well, Kim, I tell you what, I appreciate your time. I'm glad we got David involved. I, I, I'm just so stoked to uh, to be chatting with you. And um, like I said, man, this this album is is something special. So um, you know, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how things play out. We're going to keep an eye on some of these live streams. Um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a drive-in show in the future. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but I, I do know the future is bright, man, especially for you guys. So um, just appreciate you, Cam. Dude, appreciate you guys, man. We'll definitely keep in touch throughout this release. And we got some more stuff coming. I'll keep in the loop. And, yeah, thanks. Nice. Thank you for helping us get it out there. Everything turns gold. Yes, sir. Streaming now, baby. Yes. Ken Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Thanks, brother. Peace. Peace. Things like this.